All right, episode two coming up here. Uh, just started recording a little while ago and realized that I should take put my phone on airplane mode because I'm sitting down to do something with my phone. So of course, why wouldn't I start getting phone calls and stuff, right? It's just kind of how it works out. So um, it's going to be a short one. I just want to kind of update everybody on, on what's going on. Uh, I've got... Uh, I've launched approvals to get on. I'm, I'm available on Stitcher. Um, I've launched approvals to Spotify and Apple, uh, which is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just hard. It's a pain in the butt. Apple makes things very hard. I get it. You know, I understand. So, um, working on that. Um, I'm still doing this with my phone at the moment because I'm trying to. Uh, I want to get, I want to do it right. You know, I have a Mac. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to try to do everything through GarageBand. Um, so anybody that has any info in that, if you could uh, get a hold of me through, you know, Instagram or whatever, that'd be great. Um, just trying to, um, I, I want to do it more professionally. I know this doesn't sound the greatest. I want good quality. You know, I kind of want to do this right. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be the next Joe Rogan or anything, but you know, if I could make a living doing something like this, man, like, this is the kind of stuff I like to do, you know? Um, I like to talk about uh, just shit that's going on. Um, you know, I was just, uh, before I started doing this, I was listening to a uh, fairly conservative podcast because I don't, you know, that's kind of how I am. I, I don't like to corner myself anywhere. And, you know, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be a, just a fun podcast or, or whatever, but these particular guys are, they're a little right-leaning and, just kind of the the way that they talk about things it just you know I, not necessarily it doesn't make me mad or anything because you know I am 100% everybody can view their opinions you know a lot of people know that I do not like Donald Trump and you know for me a lot of that's just a personal thing you know the president of this country and he, he doesn't uh, doesn't come off that way to me so anyway I don't want to get too political so we're gonna move on from there um, I know in the last episode, I said, you know, a lot, <laughs> uh, I was a little nervous. It was the first time my wife was really nervous. Um, we don't do things like this a lot, um, obviously. And I'm realizing now that I'm saying I'm um, a lot too. So this one, uh, I'm by myself. So, you know, just working through everything here. Um, I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, you know, I got a lot of big plans, um, on things I want to talk about. Um, I've kind of, you know, I'm going to be 44 years old this fall and I've led a fairly interesting life. Um, you know, just some crazy stuff, um, that even some of my best friends might not know the depths and, and details of things in my life. Uh, you know, my life started out, uh, my mom got pregnant with me when she was 15 years old, you know, in 1976. I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I come from a very small town, rural, northern Michigan. Uh, then we actually moved to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, it, I've kind of had a little weird start at life. Uh, then we moved back, you know, almost to the same exact town that I was born in because my grandmother bought a, uh, like, an old folks, like, a convalescent home for, like, older, like, retarded people. So, believe me. I got plenty of stories about that. I know every stage of Alzheimer's, uh, just watching, seeing some of the things I saw growing up, you know, I mean, watching, 
this different stages of death. Uh, that's kind of why I have a little bit of a jaded uh, look on life. Sometimes is, you know, I, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it happen. I'm not one of these people that, you know, life and death is something that it happens. You know, we're, we're going to go there. I mean, it's just, it, it, you don't want it to happen to anybody, you know. Um, I have some really good friends that, you know, their parents meant a lot to me. And when they passed, it was hard for me, you know, but I also know that, hey, man, I look at it like this. If you make it to 70, 75 years old, you already made it, you know, I mean, you're you're at the pinnacle. I, I hope that the transition into the next life or whatever you believe in, I hope it's a good one for you because you've made it, you know, life, life is life is really hard sometimes. Um, I'm doing my best to try to ease that burden uh, on myself, on my family, on my wife, especially my son. Um, I don't want to ever be one of those people that just hands my son things, but I also want to be able to have the, you know, give him that hand up uh, that I didn't get. You know, we, like I said in the last episode, um, you know, I felt like I've had a foot on the back of my neck my entire life. Uh, and it's not anything that's just really anybody's fault. I mean, it's just, it's circumstances, you know? I mean, when I was a kid, I was very angry about it. You know, my dad would, we would see him probably every three to four months or so, sometimes more, sometimes less, just whatever, depended a lot on him. And I'll get more into the details of of my relationship with him and everything later on too. But, you know, we would see him. It's a little windy. I'm outside right now. Hopefully this isn't crackling or anything for you guys. Uh, I live in uh, South Florida and it's a strange thing. We can either sit inside and you can hear my AC running all day or you get a little wind and thunder outside. Um, so anyway, you know, my, my dad, uh, lived a completely different life than what I was used to growing up. My family, um, we were very hand to mouth. Uh, my mother always worked two jobs. She was very prideful. She didn't want to go on welfare or anything like that. Um, we, we did, someone turned our name into like the local charities one year at Christmas because <laughs> we had like every big business in town bring by like a box of food and stuff. We've had that happen before. Um, my mom was so embarrassed. Um, but, you know, hey, that's, it was the 80s. Those were the cards we were dealt. You know, the, the rest of my extended family, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, we've always just kind of lived kind of a hard life. Um, like I talked about in the last episode, like, you know, I, I literally was the first person in, in my family to go to college. And that changed from that day forward, changed the relationship with some of my family members. You know, they, oh, you think you're better than us because you went to college, you know, you think you're so smart and those kind of things. And, you know, it's kind of tainted relationships, you know, uh, but it is what it is. You know, I, I, I just, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do my best. You know, I, my grandparents are not in a good place right now. I just, when I started recording, the first time my mom called, of course, you know, I sat here all day with no phone calls and my mom calls. My grandfather's in the hospital again. He's just, he's been battling prostate cancer for probably the better part of 15 years, if not more. And he's just having all kinds of problems now. He keeps getting uh, fluid on his heart. His heart's bad. Um, he's went in the hospital for, he's been having these groin pains and I hate to say it, but I think it has something to do with his cancer. I don't, you know, knocking on my wooden chair right now as I'm speaking because I don't want it to be that. But, you 
know, I'm also a realist, like I was saying a minute ago. So um, I, I, I have big plans of what I want to do with this podcast. I want to, you know, I want to do everything right. I want to do right by, you know, my family and the stories I'm going to tell. And I'm not here to shit on anyone. Uh, ignorance is... Ignorance is bliss, I guess. Ignorance is a, is a problem that, you know, when people, when you're ignorant, you don't know any better, you know? So I, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. So, like I said, it is what it is. Just trying to strive ahead with my life. Um, you know, I have a wife, I have a 17-year-old son, that they are my world. That That's what I care about the most. Uh, so that's, you know, all I'm trying to do lessen everybody's burden and you know that's the kind of the the person that I am the way I've always been my whole life you know my mom will tell stories I'll have to have my mom on one day uh my mom tells a lot of stories about when I was a kid you know my brother I would just walk up to her with a diaper say Josh needs his diaper changed you know type of thing Josh needs this Josh is hungry my mom tells these famous stories that when I went to school I'm two years older than my brother when I went to school, uh, she had to teach him how to talk because he didn't know how to talk. I did all his talking for him, so he never really had to talk. He actually had a speech problem because I, I told my mom everything. I, I'm the one that uh, figured everything out. <laughs> so she said he just cried for about the first two weeks I went to school. He cried and cried and cried all day long until I got home, and then he would calm down. So kind of interesting. Uh, I don't really remember that. Um, I, I remember bits and pieces of being that young. I remember crazy things about being that young. I swallowed a penny once. Uh, my grandma was babysitting me, and I was I was real little. Um, and everybody tells me, you know, they used to try to tell me that it was, uh, you know, from people telling the story. That's why I remembered things the way I did. But I was talking to my grandma about it once, and I was talking about, yeah, I said, I remember you were in your pink bathrobe, and you flagged down a trucker, because they didn't have a phone, so she tracked down a, flagged down a trucker, to call it in on his CB radio and it was middle of winter and uh, when the ambulance showed up this is how old I am it was uh, it was one of those like olive green station wagons that had the Red Cross on the doors that's what took me to the hospital and my grandma she said how would you remember that I said I had no idea you know but um, I know I'm kind of jumping around all over the place here Uh, but again I just wanted to put out some content uh, you know, the, there's a lot of things I want to do. Um, I feel like I've got a lot to say. Um, I know everybody probably thinks that. And, you know, just like a lot of people say, a lot of people say everybody should have a podcast and a lot of people say there's too many podcasts. Whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm doing this for me. You know, I would love to have something come of it. But if it doesn't, and this is just my way of, you know, this is my way of having therapy, talking about things and talking things out and, you know, having my friends on, having guests on. I would love to. There's a lot of people out there that I would love to talk to, you know, and if this can give me any kind of platform um, to get to be able to have those conversations with people, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, I'm a person that I'm just I'm craving knowledge all the time. I wish where I'm at with my life right now and, and the things that I talk about and learn about and, and, and all those kind of things. I wish I, I had that in me when I was young. Uh, 
I was too singularly focused when I was young and it was more of a, you know, I have some ADD and OCD problems and I think that was my way of coping with it back then was to focus on one thing, you know. Um, my later, my later teens and 20s when I really got back into dirt bike racing again, um, I really poured everything I had into it. And, you know, I, I wasn't the most talented person. I, I've always had to work really hard for everything. And, you know, I know a lot of my friends may not have realized that I was trying really hard, but I really was, man. I was trying really hard. You know, it's, uh, there's this movie that I really like called Nick and Nora, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not the movie that this quote is from. It's the same kid, but Juno is the movie where he, uh, Juno says to him, you know, you, you're just so cool and you don't even try. And he says, actually, I try really hard. That, that is like a, a metaphor for my life. You know, I, I've always tried to be the calm, cool, collected one. And I guess it probably comes out in different ways to different people. But, you know, point of my story is I always tried hard, you know, even when I was really fat, you know, I used to party a lot. I got really, really fat. I tried really hard, man. I really did. Um, I really wanted to do something with it. I mean, obviously, I had no aspirations of becoming professional or anything, but it was, you know, it was about hanging out with friends and having fun and, you know, but I used to work my ass off. It was all about self-improvement. I think that's when it really started, the, the big self-improvement stuff really started with me right around that time. Um, you know, I kind of stopped blaming everybody else in my life for my problems and just started taking it on. Because, you know, I kind of did that. That was one of the reasons I used to party a lot. You know, I, that was my way of escaping and, you know, saying fuck off to everybody that I thought had wronged me, you know. And ask my friends, man. I, I used to get drunk and do some stupid shit. I would either get in fights or I would be a blubbering, crying fucking mess, you know. I probably should have been on meds and not on alcohol. But <laughs> that's... uh that's what you do when you're in your early 20s and it's fucking the mid-1990s, you know? So, definitely went through some rough patches in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer. Everybody, obviously, that knows me, too, also knows that I'm a big fan of uh, Joe Rogan and a lot of the philosophies he has and, you know, things like that. I, I really agree with, you know? I mean, things are not supposed to come easy, in my opinion, you know, if it comes easy, you're not going to appreciate it, you know, and it, the, the classic example is, you know, rich kids, you know, when I was racing motocross, you know, I'm driving across this fucking country in a pickup truck, packed way too full of shit with a friend, and we're sleeping in a single cab pickup truck, I mean, how's that good for you to do, you know, racing the next day, uh, then we're getting up and racing, you're hoping that you don't get fucking hurt. I mean, I can't tell you how many bad finishes I had because I was like, I don't want to drive home from Oklahoma right now with a broken arm and a stick shift pickup truck. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just, the deck was kind of stacked. And then I had friends that were really talented and they had rich parents and they kind of pissed it away. And then once they got a little older and it was over for them, that window was over, they regretted it. Um, but hey, you know, that's life, right? Not everybody's going to make it, you know? I mean, you, you watch motocross is a, not a real big sport, but everybody's seen the documentaries 
about kids that go to play college basketball or football or whatever the fuck it is and they just don't take it seriously and whatever and they could have been the next you know the, the next big thing you know lebron james that kid's a great example um right out of high school and he could have rested on his laurels like a lot of kids do now and still made millions of dollars and he would have still been fucking fine but that dude works he puts in the fucking work you know, I, I used to be a big fan of basketball. Um, I'm actually in the kind of in the middle of watching the the last dance stuff right now. Jordan, he's just he's kind of on another level. Um, a lot of that was just his selfish greed to, you know, be as good as he was, which, you know, that's what you got to fucking do. That's what a lot of people don't realize. You know, I, I, I think about that a lot, like how many relationships I was in in my life, whether it be romantic relationships or just friends where I I bit my tongue a lot because I thought I needed them and I didn't want to piss them off, you know? And I just, I don't do that anymore. I, I really don't. Part of it is, you know, been with my wife for a long time. She is my best friend and, and my confidant in everything that I do. And she, she gets me, she gets it, you know? And not that I want to lose friends or anything like that, not, not at all, but I don't have that looming over me. I don't, I don't have that constant fear of, you know, oh shit, you know, I don't want so-and-so to get mad at me because I don't like his girlfriend or, you know, I don't want to fucking party tonight or, you know, just whatever. I just, I don't do that anymore. The sooner people realize stuff like that, and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from the, I come from the school of, I have to, it, I, I have to go through it in order for me to learn. You can't tell me that I shouldn't do that I have to learn it for myself. You know, that's just kind of how I operate. Um, I can't watch a YouTube video on how to do something without doing it. Like, I can't watch it and be like, okay, let me give it a try. No, I got. I just got to fucking do it. I got to do it. I got to take it apart. I got to fix it. I got to do, you know, whatever it is that I need to do. So I'm just hoping that the, these conversations that I can have just, you know, be it the, the, the way that podcasts help me, you know, listening to someone a Joe Rogan talk about whatever the case is and if it affects me something that he's talking about that truly does affect me and I can look at it from that angle you know like that's one thing I've really been working hard on the last few years is just taking emotions out of shit you know really trying really hard just to back my emotions off now I'm not a fucking expert at it believe me I have a lot of work to do but just taking your emotions out you know some dude confronts you in traffic, whatever, just take your emotions out of it and go, what, what, just let's figure it out. Let's talk it out, you know? And it doesn't always work because a lot of people, <laughs> that's their trigger. They, they want you to, you know, get mad and get upset. And, you know, that honestly, it boils down to a lot of things, you know, it, it just keeping, keeping your emotions in check, chilling out, not being so fucking nuts about stuff all the time. I mean, that, that is how you're going to succeed in this life. Um, you know, keeping your shit together, not being such a prick, you know, um, trust me, I've, I've been wronged in my opinion that I still believe that I've been wronged by a lot of people in my life, but I don't have time to hate people anymore. I don't have time to let it, you know, stew on me and, and keep me going. And, you know, I, I'd like to say I've forgiven a lot of people. I don't really forgive. I'll kind of forget a little bit, but I don't really forgive. Like, that's how you get fucked, you know? That's that's how that shit happens. And 
you know, unfortunately family does that. <laughs> Your close friends and family are the first ones generally to fuck you before a stranger will, so, you know. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, I'm no guru, believe me. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like uh, I'm some kind of Zen fucking master and I'm teaching anybody anything. But if you can learn anything from me, that's great, man. You know, I, I have some conversations with friends of mine's kids that are now in their early 20s that I'm blown away. I'm blown away sometimes when I'm just like, man, if I had my shit together... This kid's 20, 21 years old. If I would have had my shit together and had a head on my shoulders as much as that kid, I'd probably be in a lot different position in my life right now. That's, that's cool to see. You know, it's... I was saying in the last episode, a lot of information is right at our fingertips nowadays. You can find anything very easily. And that's good, you know, to be able to find that, to be able to question things, to be able to... And everything should be questioned, I don't, I don't really, you know, you get pulled over by the cops, you got to watch your fucking mouth, you're going to get shot these days, but look into it, you know, take, take the time, put in the effort, that's my big takeaway of life for everyone, is put in the fucking effort, man, don't be a fucking slouch, one of my really good friends, one time, he was a mechanic, and one of my bikes needed to be rebuilt, and he always did it for me. You know, he, I buy him beer, buy him lunch, whatever he would do it. He was so good at doing it. He could be done with it. You know, blah. well, one time he decided it was time for me to learn. I was probably 22, 23 years old. He says, you're going to do it. I said, fuck. All right, let's give it a shot. So I did it. It took me 10 times longer than it would have taken him, but I did it. And I was proud of myself for that. Uh, he laughed at me a lot throughout it. He had to leave the room a few times because I know it was frustrating him probably to watch me. But, you know, that's, again, these are all the things that were starting to happen to me at that age where I was like, oh, okay. You know, instead of being that person that was like, I don't know how to fucking fix it. I guess I'm just going to have to fucking scrap it. Instead of being that person, I was just like, no, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. And that's the way I kind of like to live everything. You know, I have a job right now where and I might have done this to myself because I'm kind of a perfectionist also, but everybody comes to me for fucking everything. Everything. Bob, can I take a shit? Fuck, dude. Take a shit. I don't care. So it's a little frustrating at times, um, but that's part of it too, you know? General manager of a fucking place, I guess that's what's going to happen, but I really need people, you know? I like people to have confidence. You know, that's one of my biggest pep talks I have whenever I have to have meetings with my staff and things like that. <clears throat> you got to have confidence, man. If you, some people are very outward with it where you can see from very early in the morning. If they start second guessing themselves by nine o'clock in the morning, they're going to have a shit day. They're going to second guess themselves all fucking day. And I don't, I, I really don't know how to teach that to anyone. I wish I could. I really do. I had a really stressful job. I was uh, my first job out of college. I was with this company for about four years, and it, it nearly killed me. Uh, I developed a drinking problem, <laughs> and most of, put on most of my weight uh, working for this place. It was just super stressful, um, and it was me being naive. I was really young, you know. I was right, right out of college, and they made me feel um, that if something happened and like someone's house fell down, because what I was doing basically was engineering. 
if someone's house fell down, like it was my ass personally on the line. Like they were coming after me. That's how they made me feel. Oh, obviously, looking back, they can't do that. <laughs> it, it, the company would have been responsible. But I think I had a boss that was, you know, just he was a little naive too because he had been thrust into this. He was not that much older than me, maybe five years older than me. And, you know, he tried to put that pressure on me basically so he didn't have to be as responsible. So, again, my, my point is when I left that job, I quit that job and I said, I will never do this again. I will never let a job control me like this job does. I will never do it. I, I just, I, I'm not doing it. I, I, it's killing me. It's going to kill me at a very young age if I do this. And I, I don't know how the fuck I did it. Because right now, if I had to do it right now, you know, change something. Oh, fuck, dude. I have no idea how to do that. You know, I, I try to teach my wife that a lot, and it doesn't really work on her. So, obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It worked for me, whatever I did. Again, it could have happened right place, right time. But, so, I'm going to wrap this up. This actually went a little bit longer than I thought. It was a little less awkward than I thought it was going to be, talking basically to myself. So, I appreciate um, anybody that's listening to this, man. Fucking appreciate you. Uh... I, I really hope, again, that I'm, I'm hitting something that people want to fucking hear about, you know? And, again, for the future, I might have to break these up into, uh, I don't know, like, episodes. Maybe we'll do, we'll, I'll name the episodes or something, <laughs> because the, the series on growing up in a home for old, retarded people, you guys are going to love it. I've seen more flat titties and old dudes with giant fucking dicks than anybody could care to fucking hear, I'm sure. Just crazy, crazy stories of shit I've seen. Uh, the stories that I have of the, the shit that the state <laughs> would pull with my grandma and the fights that, that she could have with, like, social workers. and Oh, my God. So, should be good times, man. So, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll talk again soon.